gracious God. You have prepared us to love you. And you have promised us good things that no eye has seen. Fill our hearts with the warmth of your love. Strengthen us with the compassion to share that with others. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. The first reading is a reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The officials said to the king, this man ought to be put to death because he is discouraging the soldiers who are left in this city and all the people by speaking such words to them. For this man is not seeking the welfare of this people, but their harm. King Zedekiah said, here he is. He is in your hands for the king is powerless against you. So they took Jeremiah and threw him into the cistern of Malachi, the king's son, which was in the court of the guard, letting Jeremiah down by ropes. Now there was no water in the cistern, but only mud, and Jeremiah sank in the mud. So Ebed-Melink, Ethiopian, an officer in his king's house, left the king's house and spoke to the king. My lord king, these men have acted wickedly in all they did to the prophet Jeremiah by throwing him into the cistern to die there of hunger, for there is no bread in the city. Then the king commanded Ebed-Midlink, the Ethiopian, take three men with you from here and pull the prophet Jeremiah up from the cistern before he dies. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Jesus who endured hostility against himself from sinners so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Listen to this proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Luke. This is a a hard gospel even to understand. The word baptism is the key to it. It's not a baptism as we think of. It's kind of an immersion. So the question Jesus poses, he has this anguish and stress about being immersed in Calvary and the cross. That's, That's the key to understand this gospel. 
But Jesus said to his disciples, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish that it was already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I'm under until it's completed. Now, do you think that I came to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided. Three will be against two, and two will be against three. And they will be divided. Father from son, son from father, mother from daughter, daughter from mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. My uh, sisters and brothers, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel question I'd pose before you, what does Jesus tell us today about the light, the love, and the risen life that he shares with us? So I spent a long time struggling with this gospel. What is the source of the stress and the anguish that Jesus feels when he goes to Calvary and his death? He goes to Calvary bearing light. So it's late at night, it's about 2.30, it's pitch black. And this robber goes into this big house and he takes two steps and he hears, watch, Jesus is coming. He gets his little flashlight out. He shines it around the room. He sees nothing. So he turns it off. He takes three more steps and he hears, watch, Jesus is coming. He gets his flashlight out. He flashes it, and this time he goes up the ceiling a little bit, and there's a bird sitting on the ledge. And the robber said, who are you? And he said, I'm Quasimodo. And he said, who in heaven's name would name a talking bird Quasimodo? And the bird says, well, the same guy that is named his Doberman, Jesus. I thought of that because of the darkness and because of the Doberman. Jesus comes bearing light, and what is he confronted with but darkness? And it's just not darkness. It's a darkness that would like to quench and put out that light. A couple of weeks ago, I was watching TV, and they had this clip. It was a professional baseball game, the pitcher hit the batter in the head. The guy went to his knees. He was not very happy. He got up, shook his head. He turned to the pitcher, didn't extend Christmas greetings to him. He charged. And when he charged, players came from everywhere. It was just violence. Fists were swinging. People were pushed down. People were grabbed. 
It's an image of violence. And so Jesus comes to Calvary, bearing within his heart the mystery of love. And what does he confront? He confronts evil and violence and chaos. And just not ordinary violence and evil, but one that wants to suppress that love that he brings. There's a ditty, some of you might have known it or got it somewhere along the line. A person was walking through a cemetery and there is a tombstone. And the tombstone says, remember friend as you walk by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, so you shall be. Prepare yourself and follow me. And Jesus comes to Calvary, bringing his life. And what does he confront but death? A death that would restore that life. And so it's darkness, it's, it's evil, it's violence, it's death that causes the stress in which Jesus will be immersed at Calvary. So let's turn the page and look at it from another perspective. When Jesus dies at Calvary, it's not the end, it's a beginning. Within two days, the wonder of God raises Jesus up in resurrection. And so Jesus comes now bearing God's glowing light. And he comes to darkness, and it's a light that will conquer the darkness. I remember in 1950 in Altoona, they had a terrible ice storm. I remember all the electricity was out, and that happened, it started at night. And I remember my mom and dad couldn't find the flashlight. Of course, they wouldn't at a time like that. And my mother lights this simple little match in a candle, and how that just pushed the darkness away. And that's an image of what Jesus did. He conquers all darkness. Not only that, but the risen Christ comes and shares that light with each of us so that we can deal with the darkness within our lives. And so the risen Christ, filled with the very heart of God's love, comes. He comes and he confronts evil and violence and his love is greater than either one. More powerful, greater than any violence, any evil is the love of Christ. Tuesday this week on TV, in the afternoon, they had a regional little league game on TV and it was out uh, in the Midwest, this game. And so the pitcher from, uh, it was Texas East, he threw the ball and hit the Oklahoma kid at bat on the head. The kid went down, shook his head, people came out. In three minutes he was up and he walked to first base. And then, I'm sure if you saw it on TV, it's an extraordinary thing. 
the Oklahoma kid looks over at the mound, and there's the, the Texas East pitcher. I mean, his head is down, tears are coming down his cheek, and, and, and he goes over. He puts his hands on the kid. He tells him, it's all right. It'll be okay. The risen Christ comes, and he shared, really, the gift of love with that kid. But he also comes and shares with each and all of us the gift of love so that we know how to respond when violence or craziness or evil come our way. The risen Christ, he has risen life. And it's a life that conquers death. And for us as Christians, there's a new, new way to grasp Death is not an end. Death is but a bend in the river of life. And the risen Christ goes with us around that bend till we come to the kingdom, a kingdom of God that's beyond our dreams and imagination, a kingdom where we'll rest in the hands and in the heart of God. And Jesus, the risen Christ, gifts us with glimpse of that risen life so that when the mysteries and questions of death touch us, we have a way to respond. We gather here at Eucharist today, as we do each week, we encounter the risen Christ, and the risen Christ deepens that faith that lets us today celebrate that Jesus' light is greater than any darkness. That the love of Christ can conquer any evil or violence. And that the risen Lord destroys, destroys death. At this Eucharist, as each week the Spirit of God touches us, energizes us, empowers us, graces us, graces us today, to take the time and to ponder the gospel question. What does Jesus tell us today about his light, his love, and his risen life? Things that touch our daily lives. It's a question well worth pondering. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.